0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the battery power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Hope you and your family had a great long holiday weekend and that your week is getting off to the best start it possibly can. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the Daily Hammer, as well as the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, and at... Across all forms of social media at Battery Power SBN, and of course, free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, that's where we will be for free. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button to get the latest content when it's available. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So it was a second straight Sunday for the Braves in which they ended the week with a winning record. However, on the, on in terms of Sunday's game it was the second straight Sunday where the Braves gave up a lead late and wound up losing just kind of a you know one of those things that happens every now and then but you never want to end the week on a bad note the Braves did that On two straight occasions, you know, going back to Kenley Jansen's blown save against the Dodgers, where the Dodgers won an extra innings two Sundays ago, and then this past Sunday where the Braves couldn't hold the lead against the Cincinnati Reds. But the Braves didn't have, you know, much time to fret. As Monday on, you know, July 4th, they turned around and they welcomed the St. Louis Cardinals to Truist Park, the start of a 10-game homestand for the Braves, and the Braves did not waste time. They were able to get six runs in the first two innings, including a three-run double by Dansby Swanson, and, and that allowed for them to get out to a 6-0 lead. They eventually would end the game 6-3, to three, as the game itself was delayed between the fourth and the fifth innings for about an hour and a half, two hours, uh, due to rain delay. Kyle Wright only went Four innings as a result, the Braves decided to play it cautious, let the bullpen take control of the game for the rest of the way. But Kyle Wright, 71 pitches through four innings, obviously had a little bit of issues when it came to control, but was able to work out of some jams. Another good start for him. And and what really stands out for Kyle Wright is that, you know, coming into this season, we talked about how for Kyle Wright, it really was one of those seasons, a lot like Tuki Stassant, a lot like Sean Newcomb, this was going to be really the last chance for these pitchers to make their mark, to really be able to find their role in Atlanta and stick. And unfortunately, it has not worked out for Sean Newcomb, who was previously traded for Jesse Chavez, and it unfortunately came to an end for Tukey Tassant over the weekend when he was traded to the Anaheim Angels. But for Kyle Wright, who is one of the last remaining, you know, uh, arms, one of the last remaining reminders of just how dominant at once, and deep and dominant at once, the Braves minor league stash of arms was he has been able to find his groove this season. And yes, he's not as dominant as he once was basically through much of the first six weeks of the season. But again, he is sustaining his success. Kyle Wright is sustaining his success, number one, to the point of being, you know, a true candidate for the All-Star game. But number two, or to to be a part of the National League, a starter, you know, to be a part of the National League group of pitchers that makes the All-Star game, but also, again, being able to find success. Kyle Wright, even when he's not striking out the opposing batters as good as he, you know, at the potential that he can, he still is able to find to win ball games because he's getting ground outs at a good rate as well. So, again, the multiple ways in which Kyle Wright can find success is really helping out the Braves rotation. But also the thing that stood out from Sunday is that Dansby Swanson continues to make his mark at shortstop. He's really starting to put some pressure on Trey Turner to be a true candidate to start for the National League at the shortstop position in the 2022 NL All-Star game. Now, with Trey Turner having the season that he's having, And being a Dodger with the All-Star game in L.A., I'm not necessarily saying Dansby Swanson has that great of a shot to surpass Turner to be the starter at shortstop, but the numbers are hard to deny. Dansby Swanson easily is putting together a true season that could make him among the top five shortstops in baseball. He's been that way over the past two months, and he continues to deliver big hit after big hit at the top of the Braves' order. So after Sunday in which the Braves struggled and they uncharacteristically blew a lead for the second straight Sunday, the Braves were able to bounce back Monday with a big win. However, perhaps the most positive news for Monday did not occur on the field. It was the updates of many, many relevant Braves nearing returns to Atlanta, some for the first time in years. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Before the Braves took the field for the Cardinals, there was definitely a boost Of news that really had to be a great bounce back from Sunday's, you know, loss to the Reds. Around one o'clock yesterday, one o'clock Central, two p.m., uh, the news broke that both Eddie Rosario and Tyler Matzik, Eddie Rosario who had been out for more than two months due to you know getting corrective eye surgery, Tyler Matzik, who had been out for more than a month with the shoulder injury, both players. Came back. Both players returned to Atlanta with Eddie Rosario in the starting lineup. Though Matzik did not pitch yesterday, it was great to see both individuals back in the Brave back in Atlanta as, you know, neither player, you know, Matzik could be. Perhaps the most important Braves reliever as we move, you know, forward this season, he showed last year he could step up in big moments. So there's an argument to say that he could at times be the most important Braves reliever. I don't think anybody would ever argue that Eddie Rosario is going to be the most important Braves hitter, but I do think that we have seen, you know, on multiple occasions that when Rosario can get hot. He can be a difference maker. At the plate, and now with the fact that it was discovered that he was having eye issues earlier this season when he was struggled, him being back to 100% is a great development. And though the Braves outfield is crowded now outside of Ronald Acuna Jr. and Michael Harris, who are likely going to be mainstays in right field and center field, the depth, again, is not a bad thing. It's a great thing to see the Braves have options that they can play at different times in the outfield and at DH. So it's great to have Eddie Rosario back to make the lineup deeper, and it's also obviously great to have the talent of Tyler Matzik back to utilize towards the end of ballgames. But it didn't just stop there for the Braves. Kidley Jansen... It was announced should return on July 12th when his injured list stint expires. He had suffered a irregular um, heartbeat, something that he's dealt with for more than a decade. It seems like that this was more just of a precautionary move by the Braves and Jensen. He's getting the treatment that he needs, so he should be able to return on July 12th when his injury list stint expires. But perhaps the most surprising yet awesome news of the day is is that Mike Soroka could be nearing the opportunity to start a rehab assignment of his own. Now, Mike Soroka, whenever you come back from injury, there's a 30-day rehab assignment that players have available to them. Um, It's likely that Soroka will use the majority of, or if not all, of that 30-day time span to get back into the groove of things when it comes to returning to the mound, as it's going to be, you know, it's coming up on nearly two years. I believe it's Towards the end of July in 2020, where he first tore his Achilles tendon for the first time, it will be more than 20 or be more than two years since Mike Soroka has took the mound as an Atlanta Brave. But it's great to see the fact that he is going to be returning hopefully at some point in the near future. And as I mentioned a few times, that the return of Mike Soroka. Could coincide with how the Braves potentially utilize Spencer Strider over at BatteryPower.com. There's a great article out right now about how the Braves are going to handle Spencer Strider. Strider is, you know, has some experience out of the bullpen this season. He obviously has excelled in the starting rotation, especially as of recently. So you don't want to take his arm out of, you know, the spot. In my opinion, that you know allows for it to have the most value, which is as a starter. But you also want to be cognizant, especially with the arsenal of weapons, how hard Spencer Strider throws. You don't want to overextend him this season. So with Soroka back, and if Ian Anderson could get you know back to his normal self, or if the Braves potentially make a move for a bit more reliable starter at the trade deadline, you could see the return of Soroka coincide with Spencer Strider potentially going back into more of a, you know, bullpen-type role, you know, to where he can be used for multiple innings. I mean, sure, you'd love to see Spencer Strider perhaps, get, if the Braves make the postseason, get a shot on the mound in the postseason. But just think about how effective he could be multiple times in a playoff series being used out of the bullpen for multiple innings. So the utilization of Spencer Strider will be something to watch, but I do think the Braves are going to monitor it. They're likely going to make changes, especially once they get Mike Soroka back healthy. They'll make changes to keep Spencer Strider's innings in check, but also will be able to continue to utilize him when they need to. So a lot of fun things to see. Again, depth is never a problem. Sure, it may change up, what you're used to seeing. But at the end of the day, depth and talented depth is that. That's one of the big reasons why the Braves won the World Series last year. It could be a reason, again, why the 2022 season is special again for the Braves. But, of course, Tuesday is going to be interesting to watch as Ian Anderson takes the mound for the Braves. And I'm not necessarily saying, you know, there's not really been any indication that Ian Anderson is pitching for his spot in the starting rotation. But you have to feel that the Braves are truly monitoring how Ian Anderson's numbers continue to look. A 531 ERA, 6-5 on the season, but coming off arguably his worst start of the year against the Philadelphia Phillies. If Ian Anderson struggles once again, you have to start thinking that the Braves may potentially look to make a change in order to get as much consistency out of their starting rotation as possible. But if he and Anderson can put together a successful start, he still has time before the trade deadline, or excuse me, before the All-Star break, to put together a few good starts to where the Braves may say, okay, we figured something out, we feel we've got something working, perhaps we can go with Anderson in the second part of the season. For the Cardinals, it's going to be Adre Palante, who has been very, very good through 55 innings so far this year. A 2-3 and three record, 2.10 ERA. If there's one National League team who has gotten a boost from rookies to the level that the Braves have with uh, Michael Harris as well as Spencer Strider, it's the Cardinals. You think about Palante, you think about Nolan Gorman, you think about Brandon Donovan, who all have been very successful. These two, the two teams playing each other right now in Atlanta, it's hard to argue that any other National League team besides these two teams have gotten more of a boost from rookies than the Cardinals and the Braves, so it'll be fun to see a new pitcher on the mound. I know at times the Braves can struggle against new talents on the mound, but it'll be fun to see what the Braves offense can do against a new talent Well, hopefully Ian Anderson can right the ship and put together a good start. A great Monday overall for Atlanta, hopefully. It will fall into Tuesday as well for the Braves to get another series win, and we'll be right back here tomorrow to cover it all for you on the Daily Hammer, which you can find with the Battery Power podcast and the Road to Atlanta podcast, all at batterypower.com, at batterypower.sbn, and across all forms of social media, as well as free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you subscribe, just hit that button to subscribe. When it comes to podcast listening, and that's where we will be for free with all the greatest, with all the greatest and latest content when it comes to the Braves. My name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.